Does practice make perfect? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship team's leaders and friends, what is up? It is so great to have you guys come in to this podcast. Thank you, thank you, huge thank you for subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast and your support and attention. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and thank you for visiting worshipteentraining.com. Be sure to check out Worship Team Training University. You can find it at wttu.co. Also, you can catch these postings on worshipteentraining.com. That would be everything from our blogs that go to the university site, which you can see our shows on Instagram. Just catch us at Worship Team Training. And also, you can watch the full live shows on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Worship Team Training. Follow our Bible highlights on Uversion. That's Worship Team Training, Brandon Dempsey. Interact and follow us on Snapchat and Twitter. Our address is at Worship TT. Be sure to sign up for the Monday Morning Digest. That's worshipteentraining.com. If you go to that site, you'll see the homepage pop-up window. I know that they can be, you know, in some ways a little, um, well, in your face, so to speak. But when you go to our homepage, you'll see that it's nice and friendly. So you want to nicely insert your email address, and then you will get a free download to one of my devotionals that we feature on YouVersionBible.com. And you'll find other goodies that you will see each and every week when you sign up for our newsletter, special announcement, news events. You don't want to miss it because great things happen to great people who sign up for our newsletter. So become one of them at worshipteentraining.com. Here is your word of the week. Practice, according to our handy dictionary, it is really about the idea, belief, or method that we put into application. So whatever you do by, let's say, your musical instrument, you believe you have the idea, you have a method of what you do, and you put that into an application or use. Here is your verse of the week that corresponds with that word. It comes from Matthew 7.24. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So, worship leader, you know that practice is something you stress to your team, but it also starts with you. Case in point, your worship team watches everything you do from start to finish how you come in, how you leave, how you handle yourself. And even when you say the word, guys, make sure that you practice during a week. Are you doing that same thing? So we want to make sure that even in our times together as a team, we're living out what the words that we say to our team. Even in today's Monday morning worship Bible study, we talked about why do we sing? Because our words are important. The words that we sing to God are important. The words that we say to our teams are important. But also, the very words that we read from the Bible, the words that we say to ourselves in connection with God are important. So, how do you practice the words that you say, the music that you make? They say that practice makes perfect. But in Christ, His perfect love is what's working through us. So, our worship team training leaders 
you guys who listen to this podcast and follow our post, you are highly effective leaders. So point number one, your practice is your preparation, meaning that everything that you do to prepare for a worship service is your responsibility to prepare. That means the notes that you sing, the words that you are to memorize, right, singers, the notes that you're to play correctly by guitar, bass, keyboard, drum, harmonica, accordion, whatever that it may be in your worship team. Practice those notes diligently. Spend time with the music as you prepare for the worship service. And by your preparation, you are doing everything of what God has called you to do because you're investing in that time to practice. And here's the bigger side of it, too. Since God puts you in that position, and you may be saying, yeah, but Brandon, I'm not the worship leader. This does not limit itself to only leaders in the church. If you are on the worship team, even if you're mixing behind the board, your practice is what? Knowing your board. It's knowing your EQ structure. It's knowing your gain structure. It's knowing about how these things work and looking at them during the week. Musician, singer, whatever that you may be doing, even preachers practice their sermons during the week. They practice their words. They practice their delivery. So why not you as a worship team member and not the excuse of, yeah, but Brandon, you don't know the 60 hours of work week that I do during the week. You're right. I don't know. What I do know is that God has given you and I a responsibility to serve within our worship teams. Therefore, it's our task. It's our job to live that out and to fulfill God's work that he's purposed within us. It's an investment. It's also a joy. It shouldn't be a drudgery each week. Because I'll tell you this, when practice time is start to begin to be this drudgery that I don't want to do, then number one, I need to have a heart check. Number two, I may need to have an activity check, meaning I may have too much going on. And there is that time that I need to pull back and I need to take up rest. Now, I'll just share with you personally, I've been going through this myself. I've had met with each of my staff and my number one guy behind everything, Barry Westman, has come alongside me to say, hey, Brandon, you're taking on too much here in this one area. My board may pull me back and say the same thing. So I have to, it's my responsibility to not only model it, but I also got to take advice from my co-workers, from my team, my staff. And when they say, hey, Brandon, you're doing too much, you know what? They're right. Because what I don't want is for that to run into my family where my wife is the one that says it or my kids are the one that say it. I want to be sure that if anyone's going to be close enough to me to say these words, it's going to help me for the benefit and to watch out for my well-being so it does not interrupt my family, my church, most of all, my spiritual walk with Jesus. Point number two, your practice is for their participation, meaning that simply. The way that you practice at home is the way that you're preparing for your team at rehearsal. You have to understand that as a musician, as a singer, whatever that you do in your worship team, it is for the benefit of your people. It's not just about you. We can spend the needed time to enhance our skills, and that's what God's called us to do. Now, this is something that I often share at our workshops 
You can find those at worshipteamtraining.com slash workshops. I share this same thing with every worship team that I work with at every church and churches around the globe that we correspond with by our email and our virtual training sessions. It's all about your preparation for your team. We can take all the time in the world to better our skill, which we should be doing, but you have to keep in mind the bigger picture. Who is it for? Is it just for your personal growth and your development? Well, yeah, a good part of that is, but it's also for the development of your team because I guarantee you, when you know your parts better and you know your notes better, the next time you step into that rehearsal, you make it effortless and easy for others to play and sing with you because you're not making it a concrete wall by not knowing your music. That is the most detrimental thing that you can do to your team, like it or not. When I walk into a rehearsal and I don't know the music and I'm the leader, it's my responsibility at that point to either give my part away or to pull it. And there have been those times that I've stepped in front of the team and I said, you know what? I don't know this vocal lead that well. And it was my fault that I didn't practice it. So I delegated to Amy. I like for you to sing it. Or I have to be the one to make a tough call and say, hey, guys, we're not going to do the song this week because it was my fault that I don't know the music. Now, that's pretty humbling to get in front of your team and say those words. But you either do it or you don't. I mean, this is about honesty. It is about accountability with your team. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with saying to your team member or to your worship leader, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't rehearse this part at home. I didn't practice the the things that I should. Now, that may not put you in the greatest position, but I tell you what, your team is going to value you a lot more by you telling the truth and fessing up instead of just trying to fake it through the song. That's the worst thing that you can do. Now, I tell my boys all the time, my our own children, I say, hey, you know what? You're not going to get in trouble for telling the truth. Now, you may get in trouble for doing what you're not supposed to do, but because you told the truth, I'm able to accept the words that you have to say a lot more, and I trust you. Your team trusts you. It's the same thing. It's the same maintaining of that relationship through love. Point number three, your practice is for God's glory as people worship unhindered. That's right. Your practice is for God's glory. It's not for man to applaud you. You don't practice for the sake of putting the smiles on people's faces when they come into the door. No, your practice is for God alone because it is him who gave you that talent. It is Jesus who invested in you those gifts. It is the Holy Spirit who gives you wisdom to apply the knowledge that you have for those gifts so that you can lead people effectively in worship and to lead them unhindered. That means that, yes, you're going to have mistakes. I spoke with my drummer this morning. And I I complimented him over the weekend. I said, hey, Bubba, that was awesome. What you threw down yesterday in that groove, the whole service was amazing. And he said, yeah, but it didn't help with the times that I messed up. And I said right back to him, I don't know what you're talking about because all I heard was just rhythm. All I heard was groove. Now, from the player standpoint and from a vocal standpoint, we know where we are. We know if we mess up and when we don't because we're the ones who do the music. But the art is that you pull it off in such a way that it doesn't sound like a mistake. And in 
speaking for my drummer, he thought that maybe he messed up a few times, but honestly, for me, I didn't notice. Why? Because he studied his part. He played it so well that even the mistakes that he made, he glossed over them with professionalism and with personal humility. Therefore, when we were playing, I didn't notice a thing. In fact, because of his solid rock playing, I was able to worship and to lead freely and not hinder because I wasn't worried about, was the drummer going to slow down here? Or is he going to get this one groove right? Or is he going to come in on the downbeat of one? You know, it's like you worship leaders thinking, okay, uh, did my other guitar player, did they remember to put that capo on? Or my number two singer, is she going to hit that harmony? Or the bass player, is she going to come in at the right spot? You don't have to worry about those things when you prepare. And if you have a prepared team, those are the last things you need to be thinking about because you want to spend more of the time thinking about the Lord and his people. This is another point that I often share at WTTU.co. That's our university membership site. And I talk all about how your practice is at home, not at rehearsal. So don't rehearse the things that are unpracticed. You want to make sure that you do your part by showing up, stepping up, and playing up because it's all for the Lord. Hey, worship friend, do you want more? Well, then go to worshipteentraining.com, check out our workshops and our 10-week mentoring course just designed for you and your worship ministry. Or become a member at WTTU.co. That's our membership on-demand site for worship teams and leaders. And right now, by listening to this podcast, if you act between now and March the 1st, we will give you a 25% off saving on our memberships. That's across the board. We have an Explore membership and a Transform membership that's going up. And just in case, if you're listening to this message right now and it's after March the 1st, you know what? Just email me and then I'll give you the 25% off. No problem. All you need to do is email me at Brannon at WTTU.co. That's B-R-A-N-O-N at WTTU.co and simply say 25%. And no sweat. You got it. Hey, guys, if you like this podcast, I humbly ask you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Even better, share this podcast with a friend. Hey, we hope that you're encouraged and to be transformed for the leading of worship. I'm Brandon Dempsey, worshipteentraining.com and Worship Teen Training University. And remember, you don't need to be perfect. Just let God transform the way you live life and the way that you lead worship. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.